Monster Hunter World! Hello and welcome to the next episode of Those That Slay Together Stay Together, also known as the Monster Hunter Minute that lasts more than one minute. I'm Jace. <laughs> I'm Jen. And we are here to talk about Monster Hunter. Uh, semicolon World. Semicolon World. Is welcome back! Even? Welcome back. Uh, if you listened to us last time, uh, we also talked about Monster Hunter World. And this is a bonus episode that um, will continue until we get sick of playing Monsanto World. Mm. I'm like 130 hours deep. Yeah. You were like 120 hours deep. Yeah. And you're 120 hours deep because you took a day off work to play it. That doesn't explain why I'm 10 hours below you if I took a day off work to play it. Because I took, I took several days off work to play it. Right. And also you played a lot more at the beginning because I, I was have, still scared. I have no idea how you caught up with me. Because I'm excellent at this game. Hmm. Um, what have we been up to? We uh, played... Which which night did we do the Tempered Monsters? Like two nights ago. We've been trying to do Tempered... Well, actually, we've been doing Tempered Monsters, but this particular Tempered Quest... Uh, oh, we should probably do a spoiler alert. No. Nah. The reason <laughs> we're not doing spoilers is because every other podcast out there that is related to Monster Hunter, and I only know of like one or two... Um, tries to like prevent spoiling the game but in my opinion if you're listening to a monster hunter world specific podcast you're most likely playing the game in which case you know there's really not much to spoil in terms of monsters and everything like that That, that's the point i was going to make like if you're listening to a monster hunter world podcast it's because you are a monster hunter podcast it's because you have you're really into it. Mm. And if you're really into it, you're going to dedicate those hours. Right. And Monster Hunter is one of those series where people will spend, you know, people will say, oh, you know, I've spent 100 hours. And people are like, man, those are rookie numbers, 100 mm. hours. You're going to pump those numbers up. Like, and that is, that, that's, you know, I, I feel like the people who are listening to this specific podcast, they're like going through, they're like, man, I've listened to this Monster Hunter podcast, I've listened to this Monster podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I've finally gotten to this one, the best one. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, you know, I know a lot about it. Yeah. So when I say something like Xenogiva, which was once a taboo word because people would, you know, cover it with spoiler word, spoiler things. Yeah. The spoiler banner. What's it? Redacting? Yeah. The, thing. the banner thing. And people were like, oh, you don't want to say that name because it spoils it for people. Yeah. Um, Xenogiva being like kind of the last boss of the game, sort of. Mm. Um, you know, you're at a point now where you know this. Yeah. And also, I mean, I've, I've listened to a specific Monster Hunter podcast as well. And one of the things that I really want to listen to is... Drop name drop. Tell them to who you listen to. So I've been listening to The Carve, yep. which is, I think, probably the most popular Monster Hunter. Is it also the only Monster Hunter podcast? I mean, I haven't done the research, so I can't say. You found one and you were like... I found one and, and according to the podcast hosts, uh, it is the top 10 podcast in gaming which i assume means number like top one top 10 in gaming like on itunes okay is that like a little bit like how you go to like a cafe or something and they say we have the best coffee in the world though or is no. this like can they back this up i believe they can back that up it's what it's what they announced on their podcast but anyway the point is they are quite popular from what i hear in the podcast and and I really enjoy listening to them. I find the, the two co-hosts um, have quite a lot of personality. And also, I, I love hearing about Monster Hunter World. But the thing that I'm not getting from those podcasts is more recent, well, recent to my experience, which is 
tempered quest. I, I want to hear more experiences, more stories about that. And I'm sure they'll get to that. Um, but they haven't so far. And I, I hope we can talk about some of so that. So we're going, we're going next level. Yeah. We're going to, we're going part. This is, this is, this is all the stuff they don't want you to hear. Yeah. This is the, the secret source. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's, um, we, we, we are going to spoil things up until where we're at. Yeah. And from what I understand of where we're at. It's not really. No, I think we're quite far ahead. Like, I think that there isn't much beyond this. No, like, there's a lot beyond this. If I was to this. say augmentations, would you be like, what is that? Would you say that to me? Yeah. Or would you say, oh, I know what you're talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. All I know is that after this, or what I believe is after this, is augmentations. Okay. Um, I don't know what that is. Although my understanding of what augmentations is from other games is like we get to make weapons do things that they normally wouldn't do. Oh, cool. Or give extra skills to things that you normally wouldn't be able to get. Right. Um, But right now we are Hunter Ranks 49. Myself well, yeah. and you were 45. 45, yeah. Um, and we jumped, we we did all these quests prior to the level 29 tempered quest, which is two, two beetle Beazel. juices, beetle geeses, B52s. Yeah. Uh, what else? Ba- bagel bagel well, geese? They're called, oh. ba- they're called beetle geese, I think. So two, it be- It's not geese, though. Isn't, is it, it, isn't it? It's like, I feel like it's a German sort of thing. It's like, it's like beetle gauss. Oh. That's why I'm all or basil gauss. Right. I feel like it's like basil gauss. Okay. But people call him basil juice, beetle juice. Um, B fifty two. B fifty two because he's like he bombs you. Yeah. Um, beetle juice because it sounds like it. I think you already said that. Did I say that already? Yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyway, we we when we got into, I can't remember what the quest before the the two tempered basil geese are, but. I think we got. I think it was Zenogiva actually, and we got there with an, without too much difficulty. I think we didn't have. We any spent our Valentine's Day, mm. which we don't care a great deal about, but we spent our Valentine's Day defeating the three primary Elder Dragons. Yeah, best Valentine's ever. Best Valentine's. Ever. Hey, what about the one with the? Oh, sorry, second best, second best. Because there was the. Just, I people need to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this. So our first Valentine's ever. Um, I, I was working, uh, we, we worked together. That's how we met. So we worked together and, uh, I told Jen that we needed to come into work on Valentine's day. And I apologized profusely. And I said, look, I'm really sorry, but I really have to work today. I've got a lot on. And it I was never a weekend. Do. It was a weekend and I never have anything on, but she believed me. Um, and so we came in and she said, you know what? Like I'll sit at my desk. I've got some work to catch up on. So the only person that was working was her. I got some work to catch up on. Um, you should go ahead and do that. And what happened was the day prior to Valentine's Day, which was a Friday, and we came in to work on a Saturday, I went and I collected all of this like picnic stuff from um, like a Coles or a Woolworths. It's for American listeners, it's supermarket. like a supermarket, right? Yeah. So I picked up like, you know, cheeses and things. I even everything went out, I love to eat. Everything, the food. I bought food. Jen loves food. And so I bought all of those things. Um, I even went out to a place to buy like a picnic basket and a picnic blanket. And so I got all of these things, but on top of that, I also ended up buying um, one Nintendo DS, the smaller one, the new Nintendo DS, the one with the nub on it or the nipple, um, uh, one black and one white. And I bought two copies of Animal Crossing. I didn't buy Monster Hunter because it's a hard sell with somebody who's never played video games before. So I bought Animal Crossing and then we went to work. And then when we went to work, Jen sat at her desk and I set up all of this stuff up in the kitchen area in our work. Nobody else is there for the day. 
And I said, oh, can you come and help me upstairs? I'm, I'm finding it really hard to carry this thing, imaginary thing. It was just an excuse to get her upstairs. And so she came upstairs and there was like a big sort of hamper of food yeah. and then two Nintendo DSs. Mm. And we would spend our time on our um, lunch breaks when we had an opportunity to um, going out and we would play Animal Crossing in, in the park, yeah. Hyde Park in Sydney. So that was the best Valentine's Day. Yeah. But the real best Valentine's Day was when we beat three elk <laughs> So we beat um, Kush Kush. Yep. Kushala Daura. Toaster. Tiostra. And uh, Valhazark. 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 Okay. Cool. Also known as Van Halen. Do people call him that? No. Do I you just, call him that? I just came up with That's that. That's cool because he's like death and like, yeah. yeah. So we beat these three Elder Dragons. Um, Back to back mm. on V Day, yeah, um, and it was awesome. It was you, a challenge, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you ride that high, yeah. Defeating a very difficult monster, especially with minutes to spare, is um, a truly special experience. It was. Um, so, and, and I think I can't remember when we did the one straight after, which was um, Zeno, Zeno, um, but we didn't have. I mean, we might, we may have carded here or you know here or there one time or two times but i don't think there was a war with any of those monsters so we were feeling quite cocky i believe well i was anyways and then we got promoted to um hr 29 and the assigned quest was to tempered uh bezel geeses or bezel guys um do you want to explain um to those who don't play monster hunter mm. Um, all those who have yet to encounter him, um, what he is and what he does. So I think the Bezelgis is probably the biggest monster in Monster Hunter World. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the Elder Dragons are really big well, as well. Well, Xenogiva would be bigger physically. Yeah, yeah. But, but I guess uh, out of like... Out of all the other large monsters, I do find the Bezelgis the most daunting and intimidating. He because... has a large wingspan. Yeah. And also... What I find most frustrating about the monster is you can't get close to it. And I use a close range weapon. I use the sword and shield. So I really need to be up and close with the monster to be able to do any damage. And with the B-52, it's just ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're dropping bombs all the time. And even when they're down, like if you flash them or whatever, they're down the ground, they still can bomb you. They can bomb you after they've left. Um, you know, which, and the way they bomb you is is a tricky thing. So, um, the the B fifty twos like he has this crazy wingspan, and he drops like not talons, kind of like um, scales. Little, yeah, scales or little egg, like little, little egg bombs. I think, I think they're meant to be scales. He drops these yeah. like they're egg bombs. You're right. He drops these scale things and. They don't cause any harm when they hit the ground initially, mm. but when he hits an enraged status, which is when all monsters kind of go crazy, um, the these scale egg things glow Explodes, red yeah. and they explode. And so, if you can, if you can, uh, he he sort of does this dive bomb attack where he'll do sort of two or three strafes in the air, dropping these egg bombs, and then he'll do one big bomb at the end. Yeah. Um, and if he's not a tempered monster, being a very difficult monster. If he's not a tempered monster, then um, he does a lot of damage. If he is a tempered monster and you don't have the armor or you didn't happen to dodge in time or just 
you are unlucky. Uh, you get destroyed. You die yeah. in a hit. Oh yeah. Um, and it's it's a really really tricky fight. Mm. Um, so we, <laughs> I guess we kind of knew how difficult it will be going up against Tempered Monster, and I think pretty much from the get go we decided that we'll get people in to help us. So you, SOS flares. Yeah. What's an SOS flare? Uh, you fire it up and random people drop in to help you, assist so, you on the so quest. So four people can join one quest as a maximum. Yeah. There are two of us. Yeah. And so if I was the quest leader, if you were the quest leader, you fire an SOS flare mm-hmm. and then people will join your quest. And they typically would join your quest because they're interested in killing that particular monster. Right. They want to get something from it or they might also want to do the same quest. Well, that's their quest. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> I guess this is... Uh, a bit of a, a controversial topic in, in Monster Hunter World. You know, the the fact, do you get help from random strangers and what what are your chances, you know, with the people that come in? And before we dive into that, this is the way it works. You've got, when you're by yourself, the monster, I, I don't know the actual numbers on this, um, but when you're by yourself, the monster is weaker it has a certain level hp yeah hp certain hp and so when a second player joins by default again could be wrong but the hp doubles yeah but after a second player joins that's it so if you have a third or a fourth player join it's still at the same hp level as if a second player joined yeah so mathematically it would be smart to, if you're going to have a second player, you might as well have four players yeah. all up or an extra three to help you out. But the the caveat to that is if you, I mean, if you have two players that are extremely good and have a good chance of taking this monster down, but then you call in two other players that might not, not necessarily know the monster or, you know, are a bit weaker or haven't done this monster as many times that might jeopardize your mission as well. So... Absolutely. This is a tricky thing because um, I feel like... So I started out playing with you. You didn't know how to play Monster Hunter. Yep. Um, I had some experience. Um, I'm always going to be with you specifically. I'm always going to be more patient and more respectful. And would you say that... like? outside of monster hunter i'm a relatively like calm kind of person yeah like, I'm definitely not, i'm not somebody you don't see me playing video games when you get home i'm not playing like halo or gears of war and i'm swearing at the screen no, and throwing you're, controllers there's no, no dents there's no holes in our wall no from, I, from controllers at least um you, you don't rage with a video game i don't really anyway and the reason i don't rage is because i'm often not good enough myself to justify the rage mm. i can't get angry at somebody who did poorly when i often do poorly myself and so um, the, the thing is that Jen and I have put a lot of hours into this. We've had days where we just spent 12 hours playing Monster Hunter. Mm. And um, I've not done that since I was a teenager. Um, and I don't think you've ever really done that. Mm. I mean, you had some big days playing Zelda and stuff, yep. especially, you know. But it's still together, us together, 12 hours your your hands are almost tired from playing. Yeah. Your eyes are burning. Yeah. You're you're getting irritable. You forgot to eat or you didn't eat enough. Yeah. You didn't have any water that day. All those things. And these are these are sort of things that go hand in hand with me playing as a teenager. Right. 
Um, you know, and, and that, you know, that borderlines on video game addiction type stuff where people like, don't forget to eat, but you know, we're really into it <laughs> Yeah, and you need to take a break. Mm. Um, but you and I have, um, a good, uh, affinity. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, the game literally ranks two players against one another saying like what your, I don't think affinity is the right term because that's more to do with critical hits in the game, but there's like a connection mm-hmm. score yeah. about how often you two, two people play together. And you and I very rarely hunt alone. Mm. Very rarely. Yeah. We hunt, we've hunt. we hunt more together than we have alone. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we get in and we know how to work around, rather. Uh, we know how to work around one another and, and, and how to take care of an enemy and, and so on. Yeah. And so we decided we to go up against these two B-52s, which mm. are difficult. Yeah. Um, and we would keep inviting players in. Mm. And, and what would happen? Uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying that we're really, really good. Um, we would definitely cart once in a while. But it was getting to that point where, you know, some players would join and they would cart immediately. Or, you know, they're probably not being as patient or as cautious as they should be. And when that happened, what would I do? Uh, you would just say, you know, man, I, I don't want to play with people anymore. That is the censored version of what I would say. Um, I got aggressive, not, not towards Jen, but I was... Uh, you were running out of patience, for sure. I don't know if this is a PG podcast it's supposed to be, so I won't say the things that I was saying, but I was definitely running out of patience. Yeah. And, I'm, and you know what? Like, I'm against that. I think everyone... Should Everyone's, be more accommodating. Everyone should be more accommodating. People are trying their best. Some people might go in not reading the quests mm-hmm. or not reading what they're supposed to do. I get very aggravated because I have a habit of um, inflicting status effects on people. Yeah. And one of the trickiest status effects is sleep. And with sleep, what happens is the music stops. Yeah. And there is a period of time, which I would say is a good five to six seconds, where the enemy falls asleep. And if you're hitting it while it's falling asleep, it's okay. But after that, it stops. And I know that many hunters um, deal with the frustration of uh, an enemy falls asleep or it's hit that point in the quest where it's time to capture the enemy and you make that distinction as to wh- or that decision as to whether or not you want to capture the enemy uh, or the monster or mm. you want to kill it. Yeah, but also like you just want to do some big damage by putting mega bombs around, right? Absolutely. And people will just go in there and hit it in the tail and do nothing. Yeah. You know, at least get a dragon piercer in there if you're a bow user or do something crazy with the charge blade or get in there with a the lance. Mm. Whatever it is that's your special attack, your special ability, or if there are people on your team that you know can do big damage like hammer bros and stuff like that out there, you know, let them get in there. Let them yeah. do it. And it's really frustrating. And so this was happening a lot with, with the basil, yeah. the, the B-52. And, uh, and so it was, what was it, last night? Mm. Um, last night we... Not last night. No, it night. wasn't last, it was the night before. The night before. The yeah. night before, doesn't matter, we played it. The, the night before, um, I said to, to Jen, it was maybe 11 o'clock, yeah. let's give it a go. And you said to me... I said, no, I don't want to because... At this point, we have it all, we have already stopped trying for that quest because it was just not happening for us. Um, uh, someone always carts too many times and we fail. We probably failed maybe four times in one evening. There's anger, there's sadness. Yeah. Wide and, range of emotions. Right. And, and sometimes we come really close. There was one time we came so close. We already captured one. The other one was literally limping and then we failed 
that mission. So, I mean, I totally understand where Jason's frustration and anger comes from. Um, so I, I didn't want a repeat of that. And I kind of already had this idea of giving up on that quest or at least, you know, let's do some other quests to level up and, and then we can try it again. So when, when Jason asked me, you know, why don't we do the tempered quest again at 11 o'clock at night on a school night, I, I didn't want to. Because it gets me really, it gets me really riled up as well, and I have trouble sleeping because I'm so amped up. Yeah, exactly. But we did it anyway. We did it, and and you said to me that you don't want to invite any players in this time, which was a, a big decision for us because every other time we had, and yeah. it seemed like the logical decision because there are people in there who do big hits. Yeah, and and when when he said that, I was like, man, I mean. I didn't even want to do this quest. If we can't do it with four, exactly. how are we going to do it with two? Right, because I really didn't think that I was contributing in a big way, even in a group anyways. And with just me and Jace playing, it means Jason really has to do a lot of the the hard work. Um, so I was I was pretty against it. But I decided to say yes, just to humor him. You did. And it worked out. Um, the... This is the cool thing about what happened. Um, we know how... It was the first time that I really recognized that we complemented one another as hunters. Mm-hmm. We're not doing big damage all the time, uh, or sometimes one of us is and one of us isn't, but it's about how we work the enemy. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing about this fight is that you've got two of them together. And they're usually always together. At some point, one of them comes in. And and for those that don't play or for those that don't use this particular tactic, when you have two monsters on the screen at the same time and you don't feel like you can handle the heat, you get rid of one. And you get rid of the one using a... A dung pod. A dung pod. And a dung pod is what? It's basically um, kind of like a, a, a slingshot thing, but you put dung in it so it makes them... It repels them, makes it them does. go away. And so you hit them and they fly away. Uh, the way that we took care of this battle was that um, Jen used uh, sword and shield. Mm. Um, she used Legiana armor, which is um, an ice-based monster and an ice-based weapon. Mm-hmm. The beauty of the Legiana armor is that... Um, I, I, we might be pronouncing this wrong. Um, but the beauty of... Was, is it Legiana or Legiana? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... The beauty of this armor is that um, it gives you um, a high defense in the way of... Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's called Divine... It's not Divine Intervention, but it's called Divine Something. Mm. And so this particular um, skill means that um, there is a chance that when you get hit at its maximum level, you will only do 50% of the damage you would normally do. Yep. So you're doing half... You're getting hit for half yep. at, a, at a random time. Um. And, and so Jen had that on, but at the same point, she's also doing maximum ice damage. And the beauty of ice damage is that it also inflicts a status effect, and Monster Hunter is all about status effects, called exhaust, mm-hmm. which makes the, stamina run out of, uh, makes the monster run out of stamina. Mm. And if they do that, they're less likely to rage, which is, uh, leads to big hurting and, and, and major damage. Yeah. Um, and in that side, I decided to try out a new weapon for myself, which is called um, the, the Light Bowgun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using the Karma, which is a weapon that um, is built from the I call Odogaron. Yeah. Would you say it's Odogaron? Yeah. Odogaron is um, uh, some people like to call him Clifford because um, he's a big red dog. Right. You ever read Clifford when you were a kid? The big yeah, red dog. Yeah. They call him Clifford. Um, so I've heard. Um, well, the podcast, the other podcast I listen to, they call him Odog. Odog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clifford, uh, Hellhound. 
uh, which is a reference to Resident Evil. Um, but anyway, I have this, and this is sort of renowned as like one of the better better guns. So my job is to inflict status effects. Mm. I do it at a medium range, medium or short range. Yep. Jenny's pure short range. Yep. And it's very, very difficult to be able to do these attacks on this particular enemy because he's either in the air, he's screaming at you, yep. um, which every time the monster screams at you, you're basically out of commission for a number of seconds. Um, and it's very, very difficult to do. Yeah. And so the way that this battle played out was that Jen would spend a majority of the time aggroing the monster, which would leave me enough of an opening to be able to hit him with my status effects. Mm -hmm. I have the ability with my gun to be able to deal poison damage, sleep damage, and paralysis, Mm -hmm. as well as exhaust on top of the damage, exhaust damage that Jen can do. And so what this means is that we're slowly wearing these monsters down in what they can do. We're freezing them every now and then. Jen's throwing flash pods, which are a little bit like dung pods, but you shoot them just as the enemy. It takes precise timing to do it just in front of the enemy and it knocks them out of the sky. Mm -hmm. So as we explained before, B-52 has this habit of doing this bombing attack. The flash pods stop him from doing that. Right. You get him mid... And you know what? It's it's stressful because, you know, I'm yelling at Jen, hit him with the flash because Jen has this this fantastic ability as a sword and shield user, um, which is highly underrated. It's probably... You probably need the most skill to use a sword and shield. Um, And I'm sure people will call me out on that, but it's one of the most versatile classes. You've got to be aware of everything. Um, she has the ability with she doesn't have to put her weapon away to be able to use these these flash pods so yeah. she's knocking him out of the sky and every time that happens I'm impressed Jen's had some truly and I'm saying this directly to you you've had some truly exceptional moments where you've diffused situations you've killed enemies you've stopped enemies in their tracks seconds before they've killed me <laughs> and it might be luck it might be love I don't know what it is no. but something is um, with the way you play you're subliminally, subliminally um, protective of me. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right way of, of saying that, but what I'm saying is that I don't think Jen's fully aware that she's saving my ass every time, but she's saving my ass a lot. I think it's it's definitely one of those things that you have to do. I mean, we have the luxury of playing literally sitting next to each other. And a lot of people that play in groups um, or, you know, d- dual um, can't do that. Like they don't have the luxury of being able to see exactly what's going on um, and knowing immediately, you know, I can just turn to you. I don't even have to turn to you and tell you like and ask you, you know, are you okay or what do you need me to do? And that is a luxury that we have playing this game. Um, and, And, you know, I think with that specific quest, a lot of it is to do with being really patient um, you know, if we're low, low on potions, we're going back to camp. We're not going to just try and uh, try and get this thing under ten minutes or twenty minutes or whatever. I mean, we didn't want to put anything to chance because it's one of those quests that, if we're getting really close, then we want to play it safe. You only have a number of opportunities to be able to inflict a certain status effect per mon- monster as well, and so what that means is that. I can only put a monster to sleep, put him in paralysis, mm. paralysis, um, and exhaust him really one time per match, effectively. Yeah, uh, you can get away with it using other methods such as the uh, apocryphy mantle, which is a, a cape that you sort of put over yourself that inflicts uh, or increases uh, status effects. But the bottom line is you only get one shot, and so the problem is when you've got two monsters that look exactly the same. <laughs> 
it's hard to keep tabs on which one you've done that to. Yeah. I've only got X amount of bullets. And while I can return to camp, mm. you really want to get it right the first time. Yeah. You want to make sure that the monster that you're fighting directly ahead of you, that you've hit with poison and sleep, mm. um, is the right monster. And that when you encounter him again, you know you can't do that again. Yeah. And when two of them get together and they fight one another, it's, it's very confusing. You get confused and I'm like, babe, like which one is which? And you're like, it's this one. And I'm adamant it's the other one. Yeah. Almost every time. Yeah. One of us is wrong. Right. It's usually me. But like one of us is wrong and it makes a difference to the battle. It changes the nature of the battle. Yeah. And it puts that stress on you because you know that if you got it wrong, you're going to waste the next 12, 15, 20, sometimes 30 bullets on something that you can't do. You mm. can't inflict that status effect. You've already done it. Right. And you missed your opportunity. Yeah. When that monster fell asleep, you know, and the other monster comes and swoops in and wakes him oh, up. Oh, yeah. You're just like, man, like you almost feel like you want to start again. Yeah. And but you've already dedicated 22, 25 minutes to this battle. It's yeah. really tricky. Um, and, and this is the nature of the game in, in every aspect. But these tempered monsters, these mm. really difficult monsters, these enhanced versions of these monsters is, is a tricky thing. It is, yeah. And, the- and I, I feel like, you know, when we couldn't do the actual tempered quest for a long time, I told Jason, why don't we just go back and do a normal Beasel Geese and learn from that? And, and I said it was a waste of time. <laughs> you so did. I was already amped up. I was yeah. already like, you know what? If I'm going to kill a Beasel Geese, if I'm going to kill a B-52, yeah. if I'm going to kill a Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill these Beetlejuices, these right. Beetlejuice I. Yeah. Because... What's the point? I don't need your... I'm already wearing your armor. The armor that I was wearing mm. was the armor of that monster. Really? The reason... And I'll tell you what I was wearing. I didn't tell you this. The reason I was wearing, um, in part, uh, for my my low... My light bowgun weapon uh, is because it um, has um, earplugs. Yeah. And my I was at level four earplugs, which is one off the highest. But mm. um, what happens is every time he roars, B-52, which he roars a lot. Yeah. As you know, like... Over and over again, and you're just like getting angrier and angrier. Yeah. Um, it it means that I'm not affected. Right. I'm hitting him while he's roaring, and those couple of seconds are, are critical mm. because he can't attack you during that time, mm. and most other people can't attack him, but I can. Yeah. And so I was wearing part of his his sort of armor set. Right. But a nice surprise happened once we took them out, and and what we did was we weren't focusing on killing them; we were focusing on capturing. Yep. So once you got one out of the equation, we would travel to the area where he falls asleep. Yeah. And you've got to get your trap placement just right. Yeah. You can only carry one, two if you if you carry pitfall traps. Um, but then if you carry a pitfall trap, you've got to wake them up. Yeah. Or at least it seems to be that way. Um, and so you've got to get all of that right. Yeah. And then you've still got a whole other monster to fight. Right. Um, we did it though. Yeah. I mean, we just... We were patient and... And we just grinded and grinded until until both were captured. I don't think we were. I don't think we were patient. I think that what happened there was that we didn't have anybody else mm. that was cannon fodder. Yeah. And no disrespect to the other players that played with this because I know people played hard. I don't know who you are, but there were people in there who did really well. But there was something, there was something less busy going on with two players, which yeah. makes sense. But the way that... That Jen and I move around one another. Um, we were patient, mm. but at the same point, there was a level of skill there. There was you were you were attracting a lot of the attention, yeah. And I had the 
the advantage of mid-range. But yep. I was on my A game and you were on your A game. You might not think you were, but you were. And you know what? If you and I, with the skill, with, with what happened the other night, went up against it again, mm. I genuinely believe that we may fail. Maybe. Um, but in saying that, and that's not being negative, in saying that, we, I was concerned that if we didn't do this quest soon, we wouldn't be able to progress to a new high rank. Well, that's true. But it moved, well, it is true. Yeah. But um, it moved you and I both to the next level, essentially. Right. We are almost collectively ready for the next tempered monster, which is a, a level 30, no, level 49 Kirin. Right. One monster. Yeah. And you know, Kirin is a jerk. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not that afraid. I'm not that afraid either. I mean, we've we've versed a bunch of Kirins by now. None of them tempered, obviously. But for a really mystical monster, we've done pretty well. I remember the first time we did two Kirins, and this was low rank. Yeah, we didn't. Ex- we, I didn't see that monster coming. No, like, me when neither. you say the word mystical, that's what I feel about Kirin. Like, there's so many big monsters and grand monsters in the game, but man, Kirin's Kirin's a jerk. It's a jerk, but a, a very pretty, majestic jerk. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel every time we go up against it, there's something magical about it, even when it kills you. <laughs> um, but you know, because I have gone up against the Kirin a few times, I, I'm not that scared. I'm, I'm sure it's very difficult. And you know, from what we've re- what we've read, um, it is, it is the wall for a lot of players. I mean, you know, at that high rank, of course he would be, just like any of those tempered monsters might be. Um, but I, I felt like the night when we finished that tempered Bezel Geese quest, I said, we can go up against anything. I'm not scared anymore. And I genuinely believe we can go up against anything, just you and I. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now. We we have beat the next wall for you and I. Yeah. There's another wall apparently to go. Yeah. Although I'm not afraid of it. But what I've heard is this. Um, if you have, or if you are about to, kill the level uh, HR29 Bezel Geese together, apparently the best way to go about the next fight is that you want to be able to um, get a couple of uh, Tempered Elder Dragons. Okay. And the way to do that is that you go up against the Kirin you find the tracks for the Elder Dragons in the Kirin quest, mm-hmm. but you leave the quest. You don't kill the Kirin. Right. So you get the tracks and get like five to ten different Elder, uh, different elder, elder dragon. Dragons, yep. tempered Elder Dragons, in your investigations list. Uh, so okay. the difficulty comes from this. You've got to get into that quest, find those, yep. get the investigation, and then you only have X amount of tries in those investigations. Okay. So for the B-52s, for example, we could do that in an unlimited amount of time because it was an assigned quest. Mm. But these Elder Dragons are optionals. And as you know, optionals have a limit. Yeah. So the decision that you and I need to make together now is if we're going to go up against these optionals, mm-hmm. we've got a tempered Teostra, which is going to be... A tough one. Yep. To say uh, the least. A tempered Kishaladora, which will just be annoying. Yep. Um, with all of those in mind, we have X amount of tries. And we don't have the luxury anymore of shooting up an SOS flare and having people come in and help us Mm-mm. because they may fail. Yeah. At the same point, you and I together may just not be any good against a, a Kushaladora. Yeah. Um, a Kushaladora, whatever his name is. Um, and 
And so, you know, what do you do? Like, well, how, what, do you, what decision do you make? Do you make the decision that we had two tempered basil geese mm-hmm. and we were only successful when it was you and I together? Yeah. Do we apply that same logic or do we call people in? Well, I think the beauty of it is that I believe in us playing just you and I and I believe that together we make a really great team. Um, and I think we should just start with that. Okay. You know, put 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 the bet on us um, and then if we are really struggling, we can always try to get other people in and hope for the best. <laughs> Hope for the best in that regard, but absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I think right after this, you and I are gonna. We might not move straight straight to Kieran. No, well, um, I can't because I'm not at that level yet. That's true. We don't know how the game works. Maybe because I'm at level 49. No, you wouldn't be able to come in. No. So we've got a couple of monsters we got to kill to get you up to 49, which doesn't sound like it's going to take all that long. Um. Yeah. We'll probably wrap this up, but on. On that note, mm-hmm. um, today is our six-month anniversary of our wedding. Yep. And for those people who are thinking, um, oh, that's really cute. It is. <laughs> um, for those people who are thinking, what's the point of celebrating six months? It's really meaningless. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. Um, for those of the, who might not be in a relationship or, or otherwise, you know, for us, we weren't counting down the days to this. In fact, you just mentioned it spare of the moment the other day and mm. we decided to do something. But what Jen and I decided to do today, um, and if Valentine's Day is anything like that, what we decided today is we went out mm. locally mm-hmm. because who wants to drive um, to a sushi restaurant? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some awesome sushi Yeah. Um, with a chef that we were trying to make eye contact with but wouldn't make eye contact with us. <laughs> Because we wanted to thank him for his amazing food, uh, we had um, we had a little, little bit of beer, we yep. had a little bit of uh, plum wine, yeah. And then I said, "Hey, do you want to go out and get some cocktails and go somewhere else? Maybe have some dessert, do whatever." And Jen said to me, "Let's go back home and play Monster Hunter." That's exactly what you said to me. <laughs> um, you sounded confused by that. That's exactly what she said to me, and that's exactly what we wanted to do. But before we did that, mm. we decided to do a podcast. Yeah. So um, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and on that note, that's what we're going to do. Um, so thank you for listening to another bonus episode. Uh, and remember that uh, those that play together, those that stay Sla- to- slay together. Stay together. Those that slay together. Stay together. Remember that. So find someone to slay with. Or slay yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, no. No? You, that's, no, that, uh, no. Yeah. No, that doesn't No, find, find someone. <laughs> um, and if you can't find someone, find us. And there's nothing wrong slaying yourself. That's, that's we're done. 